0: When I cuss, an angel grows a little feather on their wing. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous black lesbian feminist and a lover of all black people.
1: This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California.
0: Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of
1: marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships.
0: This is That Black Couple. Hi. (laughs)
2: Hi. (laughs) How are
0: you? (laughs) Hi. I don't know. No, don't it's know. an inappropriate response.
1: What, I'm, I'm not allowed to not know? It's
0: the end of the year. We made it. We made it past our superpower day, and we got blacker. I got locks. Mm-hmm. So I'm super black now.
1: That's, that's how it's manifesting. I'm,
0: ultra, I'm way blacker than you now. I was already way blacker than you because I'm from Oakland, and you're from Orange County. <clears throat> but it's like more now.
1: We're not using the Kenya Bear scale.
2: Bitch!
0: What?
1: The Kenya Barris scale. What What is that? The you, you become blacker when placed against a white background.
0: Then I still win.
1: No, but but see, I was against a white background, so my blackness quotient, it's it's like a handicap.
0: You're trying to say that because I was around black people, I would fill Kenya Barris's black test?
1: I'm not saying that. That's
0: exactly no, what you just I, said.
1: No, I know it's a scale, so... So what, what what it's like like I said, it's like a Don't handicap. Don't start stuttering now. You just
0: like, open you just start it now, go ahead. I said
1: it's like a handicap. It's like, it's like I get extra points. You know, like when people play golf and they're like they're like not as good at golf, they're like, You need a handicap because you're just not as good. So we we're just gonna give you we're gonna take some strokes off, you know, automatically. So because, <laughs> because I was around white people I feel like I, I'm due extra credit. <laughs> I think the math, maths in this case, okay?
2: <laughs>
0: so, listen. Um, <clears throat> we've been together for 20 years. And that might be. That, that, that. <clears throat> Mm. if you had said that to me before we got married, we would have no children. <laughs> my last name would be Logan. I ain't never heard no shit like that in my life. Oh, I, ooh, I you, you know
1: You came you came up with a well no, we came up with that together. Mm. We came up with that together. That was that was a joint effort mm. to be fair.
2: Hmm.
1: remember you you said oh it's like when you put a piece of pepper in in a salt shaker
2: but
0: then you can't make it into a scale that you then not kenya bearish asks for credit on
1: if i had a phd could i okay (laughs) i'm sorry y'all all All
0: right abram Kendi. let me get started with this show because you ain't shit (laughs) hi everyone who got sense this is this is the last episode of the year Darren lost his mind <laughs> so Clearly we trying He trying to do something different in 2024 He about to have a Republican hairline um, wow. Season 5 episode 10 And we are here I'm really excited We've been drinking water all year mm-hmm. Um, And I feel like since it's the end of the year And we did and we drank water We can drink some Well actually I'm lying I've been drinking Coca-Cola <laughs> I've been drinking Coca-Cola the whole year mm-hmm. But I drink a lot, lot of right water it. Shut up but I drink a lot of water. So if you wanna if you wanna splurge right now and get you something like sh- like a sugary beverage, you know what I'm saying? If you like Coca Cola's, if you like if you like if you like if you like purple crush, if you like red soda, what else is really sugar? If you like kool if you like Kool Aid, do we like
2: Kool Aid still?
0: Kool Aid is a classic. I mean, but it's really nasty. But if you want to drink those things in moderation, do it. You know, live your life. We fucking made it. Um, Treat yourself. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Darren. Um, It's been a very tough year, but we're going to go out on a a semi-high note. We're continuing our episode from last month. So please grab your beverage. I'm drinking Coca-Cola and water. Also water. Con agua. Okay? This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. And before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple. On Facebook at that Black Couple and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com.
1: And you already know you can stream our episodes everywhere, so if podcasts are found there, you can find us there. Do I need to list all the locations? Please don't. I'm tired you don't want you You're trying to
0: consult. <laughs>
2: because
0: every time you list them you say pandora and i get frustrated <laughs> because it makes me realize that people listen to pandora that must be a
1: a litty litty pandora station though
0: if we own it if
1: we own it can you imagine if it's what? just like you know shuffling episodes Oof. but what you is you don't know which one you're gonna get next
0: i just when i think pandora i just feel like it's only got atlantis Morissette and i play on it <laughs> Do they have licensures with other? I don't know. Let me stop. Anyway, go ahead, Darren. You finish.
1: Yeah, you can find us everywhere, including Pandora. Um, and remember, Patreon subscribers get the extra content. It can only be found there. So right. subscribe at Patreon.com.
0: And in particular, don't we got a Kenya bears episode on Patreon?
1: We do.
2: <laughs>
1: so if you, if you want to dive deeper.
2: It's like one of my favorite episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. You'll find it there. Yeah, there's some fun content on Patreon y'all should do that. Let's go. So let's start with first things first. I'm really excited. I'm like super excited because um we're introducing someone today. Y'all know we do not have guests on this show because we don't like people. Um and this is a person who we, we like very very much. Um they I think Darren and this person like each other more than they like me, but it's okay. Um my partner, my baby's mother, the mother of my children Jamel, would you like would you like would you like to say hello to the people, Jamel? Hey y'all. Hey y'all <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hey you all hey you to have a tiny voice. I'm so excited to be here. You are? I am. I'm excited to have you. It's 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 my first time on a podcast. Ever? No. No.
0: <laughs> so I'm excited to introduce you. I think the people have wanted to meet you for a while. They've been seeing you on Instagram because mm-hmm. um, we're a little slightly corny. Um, just a bit. Just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who are long-time listeners of the podcast, I think, want more content that is personal from us, and we don't really be doing that. Um, but we might start doing things a little bit differently going forward. Um, so we we do want to have more content that really thinks about our orientation to the world, being black, being poly, being radical in our politics and living that every single day. So that's why this episode today is about being poly for the holidays. It's a continuation from last month. And this time we're talking about what it's like to release people, to let people go. Um, Last month we talked about chosen families, Mm -hmm. which is kind of related to that tangentially. But there is a component of this that's also about the healing part of ending certain relationships.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Would you, would
1: you? yeah. I mean, because the whole, the whole point of the last episode was to say, don't feel obligated to spend the holidays with people just because they're your blood. If they're mistreating you, if they're terrible, if you can't stand it, if you're dreading it every year, do something different. You know, Get your chosen family, the people that, that love you, that care for you, that are there to support you all the other days of the year not just at the holidays spend your time with them and enjoy it right that's that's what the holidays really should be about
0: i absolutely agree i think um it might be helpful also for our listeners for us to talk about our holidays because we spent them all together this Mm -hmm. is the first time uh ever that i think we've done this Um, where we spent the whole family holiday season with all of our, our various pieces and partners, all the kids, um, the partners. And we came, you know, down to Maryland, um, for Thanksgiving and y'all came up to see us for Christmas. So I think, um, it's a particularly timely episode because we tried it right um, and we we tried to take some intentional um, uh, measures right to think about how we could really curate a, a season that felt good and that felt real and authentic and not performative um and it and I I know at least for me there were times during this. During this like last two months where I was kind of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I was kind of like, okay, I know we're, I know that we are able to, to curate this kind of family if we want to, but it feels a little flippant. Like it feels, it feels a little like unreal in some respects because we are shirking a lot of the, the respectability, the expectations, the socialization that people want us to have as young Black folk who grew up in Christian and Christian-adjacent households, right? Like, this is not the, 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 the Christmas tradition that we are raised under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, where I want to start talking because we can talk about chosen family and ending relationships, but we got to, I think also reflect first on what we did.
1: I agree. Um and I I feel the same way. Like it felt like uncomfortable is not the word. It felt more like like I think the way you said it like it was kind of flippant of like this is this is not what society says you're supposed to do, like especially being black people, it's like, you know, black people on holidays. We got we got a lot of rules and standards to follow. Um But I think what was helpful was to really just ground myself in the fact that this is what we chose and we chose it for very particular reasons. And I think that helped to free up the enjoyment, right? To say, I'm not going to be tied to tradition for tradition's sake. I'm going to be tied to what feels good, what I enjoy, what, what makes me be happy about the holiday. <laughs> like we're going to eat the foods that we want to eat. We're going to hang out with the people we want to hang out with. We're going to see the movies we want to see. We're going to that's what we're going to do, right? And and it's one thing to try and live that way during the year. It's another thing especially during the holidays when it's so intense and it's so focused and it's so much like society screaming at everyone of of this is what you're supposed to have. This is what's supposed to be. To do something different. And I just, I was, I was very happy and very pleased with how everything went because, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm a traditional nigga. I like, <laughs> I like to know what's going to happen. I like, you know, I like to have everything in this place and have it go the same way every time. Right. And I feel like we set out with a plan that was curated based upon what, what we, I guess would say, have cherry picked from the traditions that we actually like those things that that actually do matter for us and 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 are nourishing and meaningful, and then letting go of the other stuff because it's unnecessary and that that I think has made this whole holiday season um successful feels like the wrong word, but it just it felt it felt meaningful, meaningful and it felt warm and it felt natural and it felt comfortable. It felt right. Yeah, like it, it like this was good <laughs> in a way that I feel like hasn't I haven't really had in a long time.
3: I think that's the payoff. Um you know, I when we when we talk about letting things go and letting some of the traditions go that we've always been accustomed to, I think a part of that is is intention and mm-hmm. it's building new constructs intentionally, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a relationship, there are feelings that we have associated with patch past, um, traditions. And that's why sometimes they're very hard to let go. Uh-huh. Um, and moving on from them can sometimes feel like grieving. Yeah. Um, but I think that what we did in particular was curate an experience that like Darren was saying, had some of those traditions, but also, um, pictured in a way that that looked and felt good to us and, and that fit our family dynamic. Uh, and I think that, that made it easier for us to settle in and be present mm-hmm. and really enjoy it.
0: I love that. So I, I feel like this is, uh, the academic in me is like doing the whole, I, what I'm hearing here is, right? Like, I think the episode we thought about letting go of people, like releasing people, but... I think a lot of this also, right, is like when you, when you curate a chosen family, when you curate an environment of people around you and an ecosystem around you, you're not just letting go of people, you're letting go of habits, you're letting go of expectations, obligations, previously held boundaries. Like it's a whole, there's a whole grief is the word, right? There are a whole lot of things in addition to sometimes people we have to let go of. And the grief around that it sometimes right is masked in in the celebration right it's like as you're enjoying right this this new tradition and these folks around you you're like wow this is incredible it almost feels stolen or it almost feels wrong because oh this person's not here or i didn't do that thing that i do every year right And I mean, I got over that shit real quick this year, but like, we, I did notice that for each of us and for Mm -hmm. the kids, right? There were things we were like, oh, I want to do that. Like for me, it was the wishbone and the turkey, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I really want to do this with the boys, Mm -hmm. you know, and bringing y'all into that tradition that I've done since I was a child, right? My mom and dad did that with me when I was a a baby, you know, and it's meaningful for me. It's small. It's not a big deal. But I want all my children, I want all my family to be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know? And it made it made something new feel like something old. Yeah. You know? And I think that's been really cool. And that, I think, has healed some of the grief, too. Realizing that I don't have to let go of everything. There are some things I can bring with me. I should bring with me because they're mine.
2: We rebuild
3: new traditions. Right
1: it's like you were saying letting go is a big part of it but also embracing the newness it's kind of you know two sides of the same coin
0: it's like the abolitionist ethos right because we always talk about tearing down but people don't understand the inherent of tearing down is building up mm-hmm. building up right <laughs> so it's like you know what i'm saying i think we talk so much about the releasing and letting go but what what is on the other side of that is building absolutely And I feel like that's—I don't want this episode to start off with this kind of like negative connotation around like getting rid of folks or or disposing of people or anything like that. It's—it's not about that. It's about like a Mm self-reclamation in the process of finding ways to fully articulate the parts of our history and our body is this archive, right, of experiences and extracting the pieces that feel fulfilling right that's not a that's not a bad thing um and if some people can't come that's okay and maybe they can come at another time but not right now not right now
1: because it's not required <laughs> it's
0: not required this podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our page rankings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much.
1: We back. <laughs> we are
0: back. This is hilariously fun. I love this. That black thruple. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Oh my god! I just said that black thruple. Wow. That black throuple. Oh my
1: god.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, we'll sit back. Let me be quiet.
1: She's very high, y'all. She's very high. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying
1: we're not even halfway through
0: I'm year. just saying <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue does it? that black couple that black couple.
1: you know we're, we like I said we're about embracing
0: I'm sorry let's the, get back on topic you know, we're we've getting back on topic it just popped in my head and it's amazing because we've been together for a long time and it has never popped in my head
1: it in didn't a whole year?
0: no not once. Wow! How did that happen? It makes sense.
1: Has the moment has the moment passed, or are you still? Oh you my still feeling it? Exploding. It's still going. Okay. What was this
3: grape cream cake? <laughs> Premium New York grown. <laughs> wow! Good so happy to be here, you everyone. <laughs>
1: Wow. Just go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Finish this is the gonna show. Come,
1: this is gonna come back later. I know. <laughs> I know it's going to. <laughs> it's not gone. It's
0: absolutely, it's still here.
1: It's gonna come back. So here, here, I'm gonna talk about stats because it's time yeah, you, for the conversation. Because we're back. We are back, and we are being serious because
0: we are adults.
1: I know it's still it's still hitting you. I know, but just sit with it for a little bit while I go through. Let know, the thing, the things that I looked up, and we'll see. <laughs> We'll see where you end up. <laughs> okay, so yes, so I I was I was really interested when we were talking about chosen families and talking about letting people go and kind of you know building the life that you want to live and all that type of stuff. And I was like really interested to, to get some stats around kind of how people have been living their lives during the holidays. Um, and the first thing that stuck out to me is, is USA Today did a survey. The survey, I think it was like a thousand people or something and nearly 85% of the people they surveyed admitted to lying or coming up with an excuse to get out of a family holiday oh my god
0: that is awful
1: nearly 85%
0: nigga just don't go
1: (laughs) but I I mean that tells that tells you a lot basically almost everybody's like I I, I don't be fucking with my family all the time sometimes I gotta I can't sometimes I don't have it right which you know goes to exactly what we're talking about today sometimes you might need to let them go if you find yourself having a lie coming with excuses having to to accidentally double book yourself and
0: also let's be clear here like surveys are notorious for not capturing the truth because people don't want to tell surveyors if it's a bad thing about themselves they don't want to tell Mm -hmm. so if 85 percent of the people surveyed were willing to say yeah i'd be lying it's probably higher. Mm-hmm. It's probably closer to ninety-five percent. Almost all of us is like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that's when you say eighty-five percent. I'm like, well, what? okay. So, so who actually is excited? One girl named Becky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the one that put the raisins in the potato salad. I'm she's, trying to tell she's you, she's really excited to show it off. And for then her
0: apples on that ham. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. They always put apples and raisins on things. It's too much. And Vienna
1: sausages. Oh, God. Mm. I did see something with Vienna sausages. I was like, why? Why? Okay. But, you know, that's another reason Sorry. why uh, you want to, you know, curate those around you. Um, and so, yeah, I looked up a couple of different surveys. Another survey said that nearly a fifth of Americans this year celebrated Friendsgiving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is which is really high. Mm-hmm. Now, that was, you know, among amongst everyone. You break it down by age. Nearly a quarter of Gen Z adults, that's Mm. those 18 to 24, have either celebrated Friendsgiving this year or or are planning to do something like that.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. So it's overrepresented by young people, which Mm -hmm. makes sense.
1: Yep. Um, Younger millennials, those 25 to 34, about 22% were doing Friendsgiving. Hmm. Um, People 35 and older, only 17%.
2: Hmm.
1: Wow. Right. And again, this just I I love when a stat... mm, I love when a stat just aligns with, with what, what you know, your hypothesis is. Mm-hmm. And the hypothesis has been, especially on this podcast, over the, over the years is that as, you know, the youth are coming up, we are making different choices. We mm-hmm. are choosing different things. We are saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to come to the party mm-hmm. uh, because you suck and you're terrible. I'm going to be over here mm-hmm. where I'm cared for and loved. Um, and again, the same idea of, you know, people are getting queerer Mm -hmm. and people are, are more accepting of their identities and and being more out and open about it. Right. That, that also follows this trend, right. Is that also generally comes with not wanting to fuck around with you no more Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and wanting to do something their own way. Um, uh, another survey I found said that nearly half, it was about 46% of respondents, have experienced a heated argument during the holidays.
0: Mm, see, I'm not coming.
1: Mm-hmm. That's another reason, right? That's another reason we don't want to show up, right? Um, 50% of Gen Zers say they have experienced a heated family argument during a holiday gathering. 17% have lost touch with a relative because of that argument. Wow. 15% of millennials have lost touch with a, rel- with mm-hmm. a relative for the same reason. Um, and this survey I thought was so interesting, and I felt like it was a little messy that they even did this. But they asked them what some of the most offensive questions were that people had asked them. Um, the most offe- the most offensive ones were: Have you lost or gained weight? Oh
0: man!
1: Why are you still single?
0: Good lord!
1: When are you getting a job? Mm. And when are you having kids?
0: Wow! I've heard all of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's why I
1: thought it was so messy because I was like, these are things that we hear. We hear these all the time, right? And people are sick and tired. I don't, I don't want to hear, yeah. you know, Auntie asking again when are you gonna have kids, when are you gonna put a bun in that oven. Well, like, no one wants that. Mm-hmm. That's not. I didn't sign up for that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not what I'm here for. Oh. And and as we can see from the stats, a lot of people feel that way and they have opted out. They said I don't want to do it this year. I'm not I'm not gonna be around.
2: Hmm. I'll
1: call you on the phone, send you a text. <laughs> Might be a gif in it, you know, of a dancing <laughs> Santa Claus or something. But I'm not gonna be in attendance. <laughs> and I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And I, I'm I'm heartened to be honest. I'm heartened by these stats that people are breaking away from tradition for tradition's sake, like I said before.
3: Um, as as one of the seventeen yes. percent of millennials thirty five and older, mature millennials, um, I am one of those people who who frequently engages in in holiday themed fellowship with my chosen family. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends and I have been um, going to friendsgivings for years. It's it's become a uh, something that you don't even have to be, you know, invited to. We just know that on this day, this is, you know, this is where we're going. And, um, we have built certain traditions around that. Um, and then for my own part, you know, I think as, as someone who, um, was raised in a Catholic household and, um, doesn't subscribe to any type of, um, religious tradition, um, and a really for, for me, I've, I've tried to build what feels good and what feels good for, for my family and with my chosen family. And we do quarterly events. Um, I have them at my house. I call them B and B's, um, because it's, it's a weekend of, of fellowship and me and all of my girlfriends get together and, there are usually some some type of wellness exercise or something that you know, we do to have fun. Sometimes we do a murder mystery dinner. Sometimes we do laugh yoga. Sometimes we have karaoke nights. Um, but it's really a weekend of, you know, it's an adult sleepover. and we spend time together and we cook together and we fellowship together. and it's it's renewing um, and it's restoring. And I think that all of us look forward to it. And it's something that I'm so happy that I I chose to implement in my life, um, and I think that it keeps my chosen family close. Um, I think that you know we all we all benefit from not constraining ourselves to what um, what rigid family constructs look like. I'm glad that you know we all decided we're adults and we can do. Whatever we want, we can write the rules, um, and I'm glad we've done that across the board. I love it. I love it. And I think I think it, it's one thing that I think we don't talk
0: about is that it takes courage to do that because it's not popular to not be around your family. Right. There's a lot of pushback when you choose people who, as folks say in the black community, are not related to you by blood. Right. There's this expectation that, that people who are kin people who have blood relation have carte blanche, right? That they can kind of cross boundaries, ask those questions. When you're going to lose some weight, why you ain't got no kids. You still ain't got no job. When you're going to back up off that table. Like all these questions for me, at least have come from that like family matriarch or patriarch who you respect and you can't say anything back right because they're like a war veteran you know what I'm saying (laughs) I'm sorry I'm talking about a real person I'm sorry my trauma coming through on the podcast but you know they like a real person they got medals and shit on the wall like you can't be like hey it's inappropriate to ask me about my body and dinner you know what I'm saying everybody gonna look at you like these young children what are you talking about you know and it's, 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 it's also complicated, right? When you're queer or trans or disabled, right? And you, or you're holding parts of your identity that you have not yet shared and folks clock you
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're
0: also working through that, right? You know, because black folk don't care. They finna call you out if your wrist been a certain way. If them pants is a little too baggy, you know what I'm saying? If you don't take off your jacket, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going back into my own trauma mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. These are specific experiences. Whew. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. They're shared with others. I'm okay.
0: Sure. okay. I'm just saying, like if you don't if you don't perform along certain expectations, whether those be religious or sexual or gender based or whatever, you getting called out at dinner in front of everyone.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that is traumatizing for people. So I can imagine that for a lot of the folks we're talking about, those 17, 22, and 25%, they're like, hey, 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 I've had enough. I don't want to have a physical fight with my uncle, right? Like, I don't want to witness any more beef between my cousins. Like, I would rather have a celebratory event on my day off
2: Mm -hmm.
0: where I actually just relax. And enjoy people, and they want to be around me, and they don't have questions about my body, or they're not trying to intervene in my sexual health and life, right? Like, it would be great to not be asked some question about my genitals at dinner. Right. Because it's dinner. Right. And that's weird.
1: But that's that's where we get to letting people go, right? Because I'm not an advocate of just cutting everybody off. I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go.
3: I am. You're <laughs> not kidding. You're no. not
0: kidding.
2: No. But not. there's
1: but there's, you know, it well we talk about it all the time. It's about boundaries, right? If you if you are a boundary crosser,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, it, that might be the sign that you are someone who needs to be cut off, right? And it could be painful, it could be someone who's important. It's, it could be someone that you love very much, it could be someone who played a crucial integral part in your life. You might have had a great relationship with them at some point right all those things could be true but if what's happening today on on this time in this year Mm -hmm. is someone is has just a detrimental effect Mm -hmm. in your life it might be time to release Mm -hmm. into the wild Mm
3: yeah
1: you know and and it's okay Mm
3: -hmm.
1: right it's okay to say i love you but i can't
3: Mm -hmm. i love you from over here over here you over there and you stay over there you you stay there (laughs) Right there don't move yeah.
2: yeah I
3: think that making that decision got a lot easier when I became a parent mm-hmm. I think that you know I I'm a I'm a very I'm a very big advocate of like walk it like I talk it mm-hmm. when it comes to um, raising children and I think that I cannot teach my kids to to demand respect and to have boundaries if I'm not giving them an example of, of how that looks. If I can't effectively apply it to my life in, in relationships. Um, and I think that being, being able to set that example made it a lot easier for me to step away from certain people. If I felt like they didn't have my best interests at heart, if I felt like they were unworthy of the privilege of my friendship, Mm. um, and it it's all right. It doesn't change the good things that that were shared. Um, it doesn't change things that you think of fondly in the past. Um, but the relationship has changed and that's okay. Progress is, is inevitable. Um, and so we have to choose how we're moving forward. And sometimes that's further apart from people than we used to be.
0: So I I 100% agree, right? I think that is exactly it. And I think that, as you were saying, that I was thinking about specific relationships that I've had to um, release over the years. And specifically, I was thinking about some like best friendships with people who I thought would always be in my life, right? That I thought we'd grow old together and be besties and go on academic conferences together, you know? And you know because my boundaries back then were so flimsy i was willing to accept certain treatment that was really beneath me right and so when you said people who don't who don't deserve the privilege of my friendship i was like oh shit right because that is a lesson i think a lot of us have to learn right because it, as children we're taught oh everybody can be a friend oh just be friends kids and then you get stuck in these classrooms with these fucking weird-ass kids. Some of them racist. You know what I'm saying? They got boogers on their hands. And they're like, hold hands and get in line. And, and they just force you to be around people who you are not comfortable with. We are still from the generation of kids who were expected to hug people we didn't want to hug. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I, I, I have many, many an experience with men at church who I had to hug who would leave their nasty, like, sweat and, like, kisses on my cheeks. and stuff. I mean, You know what I'm saying? I'm like, stop kissing me. I'm 11. You know what right. I'm saying? So we are still, you know, working through that and teaching our children, you don't have to do that. Right. But we right. are still working through building up our boundaries and learning how to honor ourselves after being socialized that our bodies belonged to adults. Right. And to other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and to some, for some people to, to men. Right. And I, I just think that it's one of those things where it ends up having such deleterious effects because it affects everything. Right. Right. I I will never forget my best friend telling me, oh, you don't have any boundaries. And I was so offended. (laughs) And then. The more we talked about it, and I was like, wait, you do what? You don't let people do what? Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. You've thought about that before? There were things I had never considered that I had a voice in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That were absolutely about my my person, my physical person. Right. And I didn't know I could tell people, don't touch me like that. Don't Don't engage with my body like that. I don't like it. Because I had never been taught that. Right. Like, that's wild. And we go to our family home for the holidays and we got that weird uncle or that inappropriate auntie who be reaching up in people's shorts and stuff saying, your shorts too your shorts too little. Look what I can do. If I can reach in here, a boy can reach in there. Another real experience. Real experience, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, they do it in front of everybody. It's humiliating for little girls. It's right. humiliating for the little children, you know? And I think that that's something I think when we talk about releasing, we are releasing those feelings too. Mm -hmm. Like we are releasing the fact that every time we get that family text that says, come on Sunday at four, that wave of memories and all the trauma. So it comes back every time thinking about having to see those people. We relive all that shit every time. Mm -hmm. That's also what we are releasing by spending time with our friends who want to be around us and because they want to, they wanna know our boundaries. They wanna know how to love us properly. Mm-hmm. Right. They're excited to get more information about how to treat us right. Like, that's that's dope.
1: That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be.
0: But we're mm-hmm. not raised that way.
1: Well, and I'll tell you this, because you know you said a word about like modeling behavior right. for mm-hmm. your kids. And I'm I'm in the process, full disclosure. I am in the process of releasing my father. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm right dead in the center of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's here. And one of the things that helped me get to this point in, in coming to that realization was my own child.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Because we have raised our kids, like, set your boundaries. If they're mistreating you, if you don't like it, if it don't feel good, let it go, all that type of stuff. And one of the things that he did is he was like, I don't want to talk to him no more like said it to yeah, my face yeah, right yeah, and yeah. i think i think back to like when we were getting raised like if if yeah. i had said that to a parent they would have been like you don't have a choice that in that. Not, right. they, that that, their that would have been the response would be like are you fucking kidding me yes you are going to talk to them that's right. that's your grandfather you that's it's required right but him saying that to me and right us modeling that behavior for him and him then reflecting it back was like oh shit <laughs> this works yeah you can set those boundaries and then like like there's like you said there's a weird thing with your kids where it's like a it's like a mirror yeah where you 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 see yourself reflected back yeah. at that age and it's a really really sometimes tough way to evaluate what you went through and what you were thinking about and who you were mm-hmm. when you were at that age mm-hmm. and you can see the things that you've learned and now you know sewn back into your kids and how they are handling it better than you yeah. would have or in a healthier space than you were hmm. and then it then makes you have to interrogate yourself as an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's a lot it's coming from all angles mm-hmm. and that's like i said that's what really got me to a point where i was like yeah no yeah I, I, it's it's not required like mm-hmm. he he just he made it so clean so ba- so basic so simple to just say i don't want to no more
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that, like, it wasn't like, a, oh, I feel bad. Oh, oh. No, it was uh, like a full throated, like, this is where I am. This is a boundary for me. Here are the reasons why the boundary exists. Right. One, two, three. That's exactly it. Yep. And you're <laughs> like, well, shit. Uh, can't argue with you on that.
0: Nope. Yep. <laughs> Evidence A, B, and C.
1: Because you you only needed that. I have I have an encyclopedia of reasons. Right. And I'm still keeping these people around. You had three bullet points, and you said done. And I'm like, shit. I really need to. uh, Right. I need to be a better model. I need to. (laughs) I need to do more of the things that I'm teaching Mm. you. I need to do a better job with
2: that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: It takes a lot of courage, though, right? You know, I think that people our age, people older than us, who have been more indoctrinated Mm -hmm. you know in in the importance and the significance of these traditions and the importance and the significance of um you know this kind of paternalized hierarchy of of the black family um and and we've internalized a lot of misogyny and a lot of sexism and a lot of homophobia also in these traditions but you know because we're talking about people that that have been in our lives the entire time Um, It takes a lot of courage to, to step away Mm -hmm. from that. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of work and a lot of intention Um, because sometimes when you say, no, I'm not coming, it comes with Mm -hmm. a whole flood of things, you know, in, in my experience, um, distancing myself, you know, from a family member brought, a lot more than, than I expected in terms of backlash. Um, and I think that there's a lot that goes into that, you know, and then there's a lot as a, as, as the person who says, no, there are a lot of feelings of, of betrayal. There are a lot of feelings of mistrust and disrespect. And, um, sometimes things can, can blow out of proportion. And I think the thing that, that is empowering is, is, not looking back is to choose to continue to to uphold your boundaries, to remember why you made the decision to step away and to stick to that no matter what happens down the road because it's it's not easy at all, um, and it it can often leave you with a lot of scars, right? But it, at a certain point, the scars are going to stop and heal. Um, and the further that you, or the more that you continue to say no and mean no and live no and choose no, um, the more, the, the better off you'll be because you will not be allowing that abuse to continue on mm-hmm. and on and on and on. These are the last scars.
0: So I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a share. Um, cause so I'm a, so Let me see. Real close. I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I, ooh, ooh, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Virgo. So I've been at no, known at times as the cutoff queen. I ain't going to sit here. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. It's true. It's true. You know that? I'm not going to hold you. And I'm going to be honest about that because to be honest, completely honest, my body does a lot of the cutting off for me and, and, and I'm grateful for it, but it's also very hard. It's a hard way to live. And so I say that as somebody who has had to work, I've had to work to not do that. I've had to work to in, to interrogate that because like cutting people off is not cute, right? And I, as a person who does not believe that black people are, are in any way disposable, you gotta be real fucked up for me to be like, hey, I'm not fucking with you, right? I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth on like who I would pick. I'm not gonna do no like disposability black people cards. But my point is, is that like, there's a, a larger theoretical system process here that suggests that black folks just by the nature of being black are not important or not valuable or not human are just waste and deserve death and in moving against that i choose that i choose to believe that all black people are inherently valuable because they are right, right. and they don't have to be the president and they don't have to be the number one track star they could be an average Or a mediocre Black person. And they still great. They still matter, right? Like, that's the whole point. And in, in that, I think, you know, I've gone through these moments where because I've gone through a lot of trauma, I didn't know whether to keep people or to let them go, right? So I've had a lot of struggle with Black people are not disposable, but oh my gosh, this person is abusing me, right? And I remember... Is actually the person who i was talking about earlier who i had to release who i would talk about this a lot with because i would talk about grace and i think grace is kind of like the connective tissue here right Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's like we have to so i have two narcissistic parents and i've had to cut them off at different times in my life my father passed away in 2014 and we had a rocky relationship my whole life and my mom and i have had the absolute worst relationship my whole life and I'm currently not speaking to my mother and I went through a lot of grief about that because people make you feel like shit when you say you're not speaking to your mom like it's like ooh, damn what'd you do <laughs> like they go straight to like mm-hmm. to like you must be a really awful person if your own mama don't like you you know and that shit hurt for a while, right? Like it's true. Like that's one of the things that hurts when you have a, a difficult relationship with a with a parent, but especially the person that carried you in their body. It's a feeling of like a worthlessness, like a unlovability when that person doesn't have empathy for you or doesn't doesn't love you, you know? And I think that because of that, I've I've I started cutting people off because I already had these 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 gaping bleeding wounds and the cutting off behaviors that I was displaying were to prevent any more damage because I hadn't addressed the underlying injuries that had already existed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my cutoff behavior happened after the trauma with my parents. And it took me a long time to realize like I'm not even a cutoff type person, but I'm doing it because I'm hurting, right? Because I'm not healing myself. And so when I first got to that, I was like, okay, cool. But then I was like, dang, I gotta heal these damn gaping ass wounds I got with my parents. I got got a dad wound, I got a mom wound, right? And so I think I'm saying all this to suggest that like releasing people, right? At least for me has been like, I was shackled by my trauma. I was imprisoned by my trauma and I'm looking at you because you've been there for like all of it
1: (laughs) for 20 years. It's been a time.
0: It's been a time. (laughs) And there were times where I was, I was languishing under it, you know, like deep depressions, awful panic attacks, like curled up on the floor, crying uncontrollably, like losing myself. And, you know, it's been really hard. And I think that it's like the work you have to do to get past the just cutting off, right? You have to get past the disposing of people, right? Just, I don't want to fuck with this person no more. I'm about to ghost them, right? That's not accountability. It's not accountability to them, to your community, or to yourself, right? What's been important for me is thinking about what is it that that has drawn me to this relationship where I'm being abused, right why am i why what what am i what why am i still here right and like instead of cutting it off being like hey bro you mad abusive you mad abusive and i love you and i love you right not you mad abusive and i want to abuse you back right right you mad abusive you mad abusive and i love you and i'm gonna let you go and that's and that has, when I tell you that has healed me so much, being able to understand that the people, my mother and my father, who introduced me to that toxic abuse, who introduced me to 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 living in a state of constant fear, right? And being 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 afraid to be in my own body, in my own house, right? in, in these spaces that should be safe realizing that to heal all of that to work through all of that I had to start I had to start with myself and be like hey hey I'm a loving person I'm a loving person I am a loving person those things that happened to me made me unloving because I had to survive I had to get through them but I don't have to do that anymore right like it doesn't serve me anymore and if I'm gonna do better, like in how I engage with other people, and how I meet people who love me, right? And if I am gonna do better about how I address folks who are abusive in my life, because they're gonna be around, right? Abusers be haunting. Them niggas got they got yeah. fucking spidey sense, and let you let you hit like let you hit a bump in the road, right? Let you miss one therapy session, right? Fucking narcissists, abusers be like, oh shit, they be peering through the bushes and shit, right? So it's like it's like a constant process, you know. But I think that what we have to think about when we talk about releasing, it's not, again, it's not always about cutting niggas off. It's not about just releasing people. People, we have to release ourselves, right? We have to release ourselves from the, the, the prison. Like, when I tell you the prison of holding all of that grief, holding all of those injuries, holding all of that unhealed trauma, like... Cut off, being team cut off click is not cute. It really ain't cute. Like, you're going to be real lonely, no friends. People ain't going to fuck with you. Trust me, I know. Because I was there. I had no friends. Like, circa early arts. I mean, I had you.
1: I'm a special
0: friend. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was laying in the bed like, Lord, please send me some friends. And it wasn't until I worked on myself that that, that happened. Mm-hmm. Because I was a shitty person and I wasn't fun to be around. So, yeah. Like, I'm, am I sad that I'm not in my mother's life? Like, there are times when that sucks, right? When it's like mom time. When it's like, I'm about to go sit on this stage and I'm going to look out. And uh, other niggas in that situation will see a mom, right? That's not going to happen to me, right? Those things suck, Right? But let me tell you something, though. (laughs) I was telling you this earlier today. It has been really nice. It has been really nice not picking up the phone and immediately turning into that scared child.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like It has been really refreshing not having to sit through conversations and feeling alone and and hurt and unlistened to and, and undermined. I'm a whole PhD and I've never ever felt so small as I do when I talk to my mother and it's so nice. It's so nice to not feel that anymore. So I will take that. If I got to look out at a million people who I don't fucking know who are excited about me, who are Mm -hmm. excited to read my book, who who pay attention and know what it's about? Who want to sit and like experience it with me? But she not there because she's a dick. Listen, listen. Hey, that's fine.
1: But that's that's the scary part, right? You know, those are the consequences that you know I was talking about. Like that's the backlash. You know, it's it's not like I'm letting everything go. Woo! Nah. No, there's 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 a dark side, and and there's some unknowns there, but. Is it worth it?
0: Yeah. it? yeah. Every single time. It's great over here.
3: It is. I'll take it over here. I'm I'm. I'm good. I've never been happier than when I started saying no and meaning it. Mm-hmm.
1: You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.com patreon.com slash colored please consider giving us five or ten dollars per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization you can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.com slash colored media all donations are welcome
2: we're back
0: we are back with a reflection this is fun
2: this
1: is fun
0: okay so listen i want to end on a high note because it's the end of the year so i think we should reflect by looking forward right so this was the first year we did a new tradition it was fun i had a lot of fun and i can't say a lot of stuff on the podcast because stuff be secrets y'all but y'all gonna hear some new things in the new year but i have a feeling i have a feeling that with um life circumstances that may be changing shortly, we may be able to have more things like this.
3: I'm looking forward to it. In the
0: near future. Um, you know, right now we're separated by some distance and we're hoping, we're hoping to close that distance. Mm-hmm. So I think we should set some, you know, we always do a word for our next year. That's what we like to do. Oh, that's true. We like to pick a word that we're going into the next year with. And I think I think we should do it. You want to pick a word?
3: You gonna make me go first?
0: Who want to go first?
3: This is like you know when you go to a new restaurant and everybody else been there before.
0: You not supposed to. You not supposed to think hard. It's That's, supposed to just whatever, yeah, whatever comes whatever to mind. That's what I do.
3: That's by the time y'all order, come back to me. I'll go first. Like, okay. I already got it. Mine is excitement.
0: Okay. I am. I cannot explain. I cannot. I cannot explain how excited I am about the life that is ahead of me. Um, I I feel like, I feel like we worked really hard for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've been busting our ass. Um, and a lot of projects are coming to fruition. A lot of, a lot of journeys are, are coming to their end and others are starting and, and they're all really exciting. So that's my word. Going
1: in 2024. Yeah. Well, I got mine. It took me a minute because I wasn't sure. sure. Um, but I think mine is self-investment.
2: Oh. Ooh. okay.
1: For 2024, that's what I, that's, I want, I want it to be about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: About investing in me and all the ways that that can be done. And how I use my time, how I use my energy. Yes. You know, and that, that means every minute of the day, whether I'm Working, whether okay. I'm playing, whether I'm sleeping,
0: Okay. invest. You better make a list. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I just think it's important. I think it's important. It is. Um, I just feel like I've also feel like I've been on a journey
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I feel like it's, you know, time to pour.
2: Good
3: for you. Buckets into me. You better yeah mine is reflection okay um I'm sorry I'm such an annoying partner that's such an annoying partner I'm so <laughs> 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 I felt it at that time. I'm so just like, just... i so you're like I bought a new shirt okay okay. <laughs> okay new shirt. <laughs> you're very you're a great cheerleader yes I'm sorry great support can you, you finished? I'm yes. sorry I'm gonna be quiet it's okay <laughs> Great. I appreciate the enthusiasm. (laughs) No, mine is, mine is reflection. Um, and I think I, it's, it's not even so much, um, reflection in the, in the standard sense to me, all of the things that I've done, all of the hard work that I've put in Mm -hmm. all of the growth um, that I've accomplished in 2023, you know, I, you know, I'm just going to brag. 2023 yes. was yes. a big year of growth for me. Mm-hmm. I was,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I, I took a lot of courageous, mm-hmm. a lot of very brave mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. They have paid off marvelously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I say reflection, I mean the things that I've worked for, I, I want them to start appearing, um, back to me and I'm, I'm looking at, um, I'm, I I want to be able to to look at myself and see the the ways that I've grown and see those the benefits of of choosing that growth and pursuing that growth um, come back to me. So yes. that's that's what's in the cards for me for twenty twenty four. I like it. I like the snap.
1: You snapping on the inside.
3: Uh huh. Snapping on the inside. <laughs> it's great for sound.
0: I love you, Nick so much. Like...
3: But I will
1: say this, I think, I think we have been doing this for a couple of years. I think it's a good practice for everybody to this do. This is
0: amazing. I think,
1: I think, you know, reflecting on your year and then looking forward to kind of where you want to be. Like, to me, I, I'm not a, a big, like, you know, New Year's resolution thing. I, I I feel like that's, you know, whatever. But I feel like really having intention setting for the new year is different. Yeah. And I, I think that's a definite good practice for everyone to do.
0: Oh, I love it here. I'm sorry. And scene. This has been a production of That Black Thruple. Oh Bye!